0: What are we if not slaves to this torment? We are the Forsaken.
1: Uh, hello and welcome to Hello Governor of the Podcast. I'm your host, Abdullah, and with me today is the lovely, talented, <laughs> exceptionally talented Patty Matson. How are you? How are you doing? I'm
0: I'm doing great, Abdullah. It's so good to be here with you.
1: Uh, yeah, we finally got you on. It's been like a year, but finally got you
0: on <laughs> yeah yeah we're here and happy to be here
1: it only took the world going to complete crap to finally get you on here but hey better late oh than my never
0: <laughs> right oh my god it's just like beyond insanity it's scary and crazy and we're just doing the best we can
1: and and um so, you know, the first question is obvious, the obvious one, but how did you get into acting? How did you, how did you land the gig of uh, Salvanas in World Warcraft?
0: Uh, you know, I started as a, a child doing, you know, like comedy monologues at talent shows and then singing. And in, in junior high, I attended a school called the Children's Theater Company, where I was in several plays. Um, and I ended up probably with my sights more on music in my late teens and early 20s. Uh, I moved to L.A. and then while doing a number of like production deals, I sang in a, a variety of bands from three to 33 pieces out here. Um, did a couple of production shows in Vegas, Atlantic city and abroad at TV show or two, you know, a ton of demos. Um, and along the way I did, uh, you know, radio commercials and parodies and records. And I was always doing these sort of crazy voices along the way. Um, and, Before I knew it, I realized I had a demo of some of that work that I had done. So I put that together. I sent it to an agent. And during that time, I also took a number of classes here in Los Angeles to sort of really enmesh myself in the voiceover world uh, side in general. Um, I felt like I might have had a little leg up being in a studio so much doing session work and like that. Um, But all of that just, you know, led to more voiceover. And uh, then I got involved in Warcraft by being submitted through my agent for an audition, and uh, I did that audition and got the job. And my first session was with Andrea Toyes in Santa Monica, California. You know, back I don't know, 12 years ago or something. It's just been, it's just crazy.
1: And, and uh, Andrea is actually still around, by the way. So. hmm
0: Andrea Toyes is just wonderful. She's she's got a radio show. She's a wonderful director. She's just just a really great human being.
1: Uh, Does it seem weird, like, you know, still getting, you know, getting that role and still doing it all these years later?
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think that's expected. Uh, I think it's a real gift to be able to do something like that for so long. A lot of times, you know, characters don't have that long of a life in a game or uh, uh, maybe a game doesn't have an arc that goes that long. Um, That many, you know, expansions that continue to come out that would involve you on some level. Um, So, yeah. And obviously in in the last recent, you know, bit, she's become more prevalent. So uh, there's that, too.
1: I mean, she's she's like probably like one of the most recognizable Warcraft characters in like even people who don't play Warcraft know who that character is just by like looking at a picture at her or like seeing someone cosplay as her. It's like, oh, that's from Warcraft.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, those cosplayers are amazing. Right. Oh, my gosh.
1: Like, does that feel weird, like, going to conventions and seeing people cosplay as your character?
0: Oh, my God, no. I just am absolutely delighted. Last year at BlizzCon, I was like, can I get a picture with you? Hi. You know, I just was, like, absolutely stunned by what people had done. I love that passion and involvement, and uh, I'm a fan of theirs, so there you have it.
1: And how does it feel to be a part of something as big as Warcraft?
0: Listen, it's a thrill uh, to be part of it, especially when you see all the incredible work that goes into every aspect from the books to the art to the design elements to the musical scores and all the technical aspects of making the game incredible, the entire universe of work, um, and and make that, that universe of work actually work for so many people at the same time. The game is just, it's amazing. But, you know, there are so many parts that go into making that like what it's uh, you know it's really an honor
1: i mean it's it's probably like i mean it created the whole genre of memorapicus i mean before wow you know there was no such thing as a massive multiplayer online game
0: yeah role play game uh i was never you know a gamer prior to just in the last year but yeah i mean even to just approach it from a character perspective Coming into a storyline, and even with limited exposure to that storyline from that sort of position, um yeah, it's just you know you feel really lucky to get to be picked for something, let alone something that that like her
1: I mean do you play wow, well, and if so who's your what's your main class?
0: you know it's funny that you say that, but yeah, I uh met somebody actually through the game, and uh well, through the franchise, and um I had you know, I thought, you know, I want to see what players see. I had never played a game in my life. I, I, when I tried, when I was younger, I would get dizzy from like fast moving car stuff, but I wanted to see what, you know, the players were experiencing. And this friend that I had, uh, you know, made friends with was like, Hey, why don't you let me ride you through the game? Uh I'll, you know, I'll make, go into the game and make a tune for free. And I'll take you on a for a ride on my dragon and show you like the in-game aspect of it. And I was hooked. She and her partner, um, took me through the game and I was just like, absolutely dumbfounded that this exists, that so many people could be not only independently operating and that this thing even worked at all. Right. Um, but all the things they could do, their gear changes, their their level changes the many different expansions that you can go back to the i just was blown away so yes i've been playing for about a year and my favorite not to continue on and on my favorite um class my first tune was a i always say a mage it was a mage but you know my first tune was a mage and um yeah so that was my first class and then i uh, got a hunter and a paladin, and I haven't really gotten much of a chance to really play the paladin all that much, um, but I'll, I'm interested to see how that works. Uh, but yeah, so that, there's that. I and
1: mean, that's the thing with Warcraft is like no one just like picks one class and stays with it. You know, everyone has like multiple classes because the experience is always different.
0: It is, and and there's you know with the hunter you get the pets, right? And that's such a fun thing to be able to go tame pets and. There's so many things to choose from. Just, It's just this endless opportunity to do these cool things that are, you know, kind of good for your brain. They're puzzles. They're maps to follow. They make you think. They work your hand-eye coordination. I don't know. I think that uh, I, I, this could be helpful for our brains.
1: Well, I mean, it, it, it kind of depends on 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 i mean on, on the person and the aspect and but yeah i kind of agree that you know you're being exposed to something you've never you know you've never experienced and you know who knows i mean it it can it can help you like uh, get a better understanding of what of what happens in these sort of games and why people are so so attached to it and why so many people get like 700 plus hours in, into one character you know
0: well, yeah, it's just it really is fun, and especially right now at a time when you're you're sort of having to social distance, um, you know, you can get together with your friends on Discord and literally meet in that game as your tunes, and I find this so fascinating that you're literally having a social hour in the game. It's I'm blown away, but you know I'm a baby in the world of games, right? You're talking to someone who has only played a game this game for. Maybe almost a year. And uh, I just am fascinated by so many parts of it. But I, I'm like an infant in the world of, of games. Right. So I'm going to be thrilled by many things that other people might be like, oh, I like this or I don't like that or this part I loved and this storyline and this one I didn't like because I thought it was disconnected or whatever, you know, those things are.
1: No I mean and and I kind of envy that and that I I wish I could like cuz cause, cause I play a lot of video games and once it's over I kind of wish I could go back to it and like experience it again but the problem with the, like doing a, a, a you know a replay is like you know what's coming you know what's <laughs> good, you know you know that you know the the that those steps that you took for the first time but but you know playing uh, any game for the first time and not knowing what to expect is always is always going to be a magical experience that I, I think, you know, that I think we should cherish more, in my opinion.
0: Well, there's so many things to do in that game. When I look at the list of achievements and things and professions and stuff, I think I have so much yet to see. So I'm still, I haven't even gotten through Legion. So, you know, I just, I just opened up Flying in Draenor. I know... Uh, that had its pros and cons as far as what players say about garrisons and, and separation, etc. But I just am fascinated. I'm like, now I want to go to Legion and be like, so what is happening here? There's so many cool things. I'm like, what is that?
1: And then that's another thing is like, you know, World of Warcraft is one of those games is like is always expanding. There are always like tons of expansions, tons of new content. You uh-huh. know, it, it's not like one of it's not like modern games where you'll get like maybe a you know a couple yearly updates and then the developers will be like oh well we're done with it we're just going to you know keep the servers up but we're not going to be making any new content so enjoy what we got and i'm thinking like i kind of wish more developers just just do the yearly content thing for most games cuz let's be honest like most games nowadays have a really short shelf life and i think it's important to just at least keep keep those games up as long as as long as possible through yearly updates i think
0: well yeah and there's can you imagine for the writers and the people who are trying to sort of interweave a storyline um you've got all these books and all this history of that side of it and sort of interweaving some of that into the game itself and then sort of having to think as each expansion goes how to connect those dots like throughout history, I mean, that's tough to do. You know, when when a person writes a record, they'll have like two hits. It, you know, you're lucky if you get three or four really top 10 radio, you know, hits that hit number one. The rest of them will be like B singles. It doesn't mean they're not good songs, but some people like them, some people don't. And so when you're trying to, I can imagine for them, when you're trying to write something fresh, but that still calls upon the basis of what it is. Um, wow, how challenging, right? Uh, each expansion, you're going to discover things that work, things that don't work. Um, you know, uh, things where you look back and go, well, you know, in this one, I, if I had got to review it now, I would have changed this lyric. And I bet it's the same in the game for them. You know, they're probably thinking, well, shoot, maybe if I, you know, if I, if I knew what I know now, I would have gone and done this. But, uh, you know, we get to all have that experience together.
1: And speaking of all the, of all the lore, what's your, what's your favorite piece of lore?
0: Well, of course I'm partial to the Savannah storyline, but Arthas is interesting too. Invincible, his horse, his rise to become the leech king, uh, the book rise of the leech king and before the storm by Christy golden. I just loved war crimes. I thought that was great too. I do have the Sunwell trilogy and its original cartoon layout. Um, but there is a lot to read, and there's a lot of good sort of story content there. So, I find the the Leech King story interesting too.
1: No, I mean I remember that was like one of the first expansions, not, and I think a lot of oh, I remember the hype back in the day for that. It's like, oh man, you know they they you know Blizzard is really changing the game with all with this like major expansion. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, wish more games did that. Wish more games you know expanded upon their universe because you know, what's the point of bringing in someone to create this entire story if you're not going to expand on it?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Sure, sure.
1: I mean, that's just how I feel, because, like, you see a lot of games nowadays, like, hyping up about, you know, they're creating a new universe and and all this stuff, and I'm like, okay, that's cool, but are you going to expand on it in a year or two, or are you just going to, you know, just give us that and say, oh, well, maybe if we do well enough and get a sequel, we'll expand on it, but until then what you get what you get is what you get
0: you know? yeah i mean i can imagine you, you know the number of moving parts that it takes for some of this stuff to come together from cinematics to straight through to all the game programming art music um you know voice actors the j- there's just so much that goes into this and it's it, it's costly uh so i think that there's also that that i would imagine plays into it with um you know is is the budget there to get that done, and then how much can you do uh, efficiently? So uh, yeah, I mean,
1: which is why you know I'm I'm still amazed. Like Warcraft just keeps adding more to their lore, and, and while most you know video games like stop at some point, they're, Warcraft is like eh, you know the people over at Blizzard are like, no, let's keep you know keep the franchise expanding. You know, just don't 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 keep it like you know don't you know let's not get stuck in the same rut we've been in for you know god knows how long you know just just keep going you know let's see how far we can push the lore and and this universe and expand it on more and i think that's impressive especially in in a, in the day and age where you know most people especially in the day and age like where you know hollywood tries so hard to to sell people on the whole shared universe concept with with a bunch of other other stuff with a, uh-huh. bunch of, with a bunch of properties, and and, and sometimes end up, sometimes you know the results are mixed with that. You know, Warcraft has been doing it for for in for years in the genre of of video games of all things.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, Absolutely. So you know that's something I think you know Blizzard doesn't doesn't uh, get enough credit for, and that you know they, you know they really know how to expand on on their lore.
0: Oh God, yeah, and and like I said, not everything we do is going to be a home run right? They're going to discover things along the way and look back and go, this one was great. You know, this worked beautifully. And others, they go, well, maybe I would have changed this or, you know, so yeah, but it just, no one ever gives up, right? Everybody just keeps on staying engaged. And, and it takes years for people, the writers and the developers to get together and try to, you know, bring something that people can enjoy and will engage them for a long enough period of time, give them enough achievements and content to keep them busily, happily involved in that game until their next creative uh, endeavor, you know, is is uh, able to come out. So, yeah, it's just a ton of work.
1: And and do you own any Sylvanas merch? Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I have the main
0: statue, you know, a little, the one that's, you know, I don't know, it's pretty big, actually. Um, I was given a beautiful gold pop figure from Penny at BlizzCon penny if you're out there ever listening thank you she's such a sweetie um i have all my posters uh they're all signed and framed a few original signed books i have the orc statue uh you know and little stuff from blizzcon 2 all around my studio oh yeah
1: Uh, i mean because i mean i asked because i know like you know i know like some voice actors like you know keep some merch of their characters but you know some some are like yeah nah, I don't have I don't have enough room you know I would love to but I don't have enough room.
0: <laughs> I like to surround myself with I you know our industry can be quite difficult and I like to surround myself with you know reminders of the you know BlizzCon for me has always been something really fun really wonderful I really enjoy it and being at that table with fellow voice actors that are so talented and and artists and writers and all the people involved in that. Um, is such a an honor. I know that might sound trite to repeatedly say, but it truly is. And um, I like, you have to remind yourself of your successes. Um, and especially in an industry like this, where there can be so much rejection. You can invest a lot of time in auditioning. And then, you know, only sometimes you'll get a, a number of gigs and sometimes not. Sometimes the things you do don't last or they fall flat. You just don't know. Um, so I love to be reminded of those things that are, you know, successes that bring us joy and and uh, you know that can motivate you to move forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially nowadays, it's it's hard to to you know stay motivated when I think that you know you wake up every day and, and you look at the news and you're like, man, the world is making less and less sense each day.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, this is definitely a difficult, really difficult time, but I think that oftentimes people rise to their best in those moments too, right? Because you, at some point you say, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm educated and I'm going to make sure that I see a balanced view of of opinions and ideas so that I'm not getting one, you know, only one solid source and thinking that's, you know, the, the, the end word. Um, make sure you get a real balanced view and then check out. At, at some point you have to not get so much, you know, people get like uh, pandemic fatigue or You know, it's like, oh, my gosh, I just need some good news. Um, But what's, you know, every day people come out and show it, you know, they rise to the occasion. They do something special for each other. They help one another. And it it makes, you know, you think that uh, mankind is is pretty awesome, too. You know, so many people are doing so many incredible things for each other that it does give rise to that. You know what? We're going to get through this this is tough but uh look at the beauty of your brothers and what they're bringing to each other it's it's pretty awesome yeah. you know on the on the good side you have to make sure that you really tune into that good stream of information otherwise you would think that you know everything was crumbling
1: and what is the best and worst advice you've been you've been given as an actor
0: oh well i don't know um, <laughs> the worst was that it was somehow Not a good career choice to be an actor per se, uh, especially young. The best is from teachers, and it's always about um, authenticity, staying present, creative visualization in VO and when in person. Um, A teacher out here, Kimberly Jensen, helped me to focus on the humanity and love in the eyes of the person you are working with to access real emotion. And I found that to be profoundly helpful, especially when the person is not someone you know at all and you're looking to draw on something real, not just in your own experience because you're sort of drawing on your own history or your own passions to bring up whatever you need, but in the love in the person across from you, the humanity in them. It's a sort of mirror into the soul uh and that really is a great way to draw on real emotion. So I thought that that advice was on the good side, really awesome.
1: And what is the biggest misconception people have about VO that kind of annoys you to no end? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I don't like to
0: be discouraging. Um, So I feel like if someone wants to try something, they should definitely follow their dreams. But when somebody thinks that, it's easy, and you can just set up a studio and start doing it. And that would be doing the industry and them sort of a disservice because um, g- getting into that lifestyle, you have to uh understand that it can be isolating. Uh, when you get into a studio with a teacher and discover not only your voice and where you fit in that vast world of different kinds of jobs, but whether or not you like the studio environment, if you don't mind. Like I was saying, that lifestyle where it can be somewhat isolating. Um, I don't know, auditioning on your own, Uh, what your strengths are. If it's narration, promo work, character work, biographical, medical, scientific, Um, producing quality audio from home. That means silence in a way that most people don't understand. When you can hear, you know, water running in the pipes, the buzz of an air conditioner, a refrigerator, a fan. Those little things could kill a booking. Um, So there are editing tools like isotope rx and others but ideally you'd be delivering clean audio at good levels whether you're yelling or whispering and doing all of that you know that sort of full uh, realm of things is not always easy uh while trying to be creative if you're handling editing and and especially now with people working at home more there's more of that uh editing process that can kind of impinge a bit on the creative process. Um, But, you know, I would say identifying if this lifestyle is good for you, uh, where your strengths are, training with good people, getting a great demo, and then a great agent would be what would be needed. Um, and And assuming that you can just set up a studio and start doing it would be like, you know, I don't know if you'd call that annoying, but it's definitely doing the industry and yourself a disservice if you really want to do this.
1: I mean, I know, like, I mean, because I have had other voice actors on and we were talking about this and and someone brought up a really good point where, you know, I mean, there's this whole discourse now of, oh, just because you bought a USB mic doesn't make you a voice actor. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't because anybody can buy a USB mic. And, and let me tell you, from personal experience, like – the industry hates USB mics because they pick up a lot of noise.
0: <laughs> you know, it's I, you know there's a certain level of gear that you definitely have to have. You know, you're gonna want a Neumann kind of microphone. You know, TLM 103 or something along that lines. You need an interface that's gonna be really quite good in some type of editing software that is like Pro Tools. Maybe you want to use Logic. I don't know, some people might still use some others, but you need something that makes editing uh, feasible at home, um, and especially right now. Right now, if you've got a good agent and, and you're in, in a position, you've worked your way, and remember, this is not easy to do. You've worked your way up to uh, being able to get access to auditions for high end jobs. Now you need to have your audition sound like what that job, what you're going to deliver to those people. That audition has to be as clean as it would be if you were recording that with them for the gig. And that's what's now being expected. And it's just, it's, it, it just, it isn't something that I think somebody should assume as well. It's easy. I'll just get a mic and start talking in my, but no, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I mean, it's also so about identifying where your strength is and where you fit and then pursuing that aspect. Um, and you may be able to do more than one thing, certainly, but, you know, animation, there's a whole bunch of improv and stuff happening within the spectrum of that script that you have to hit. You know, you've got to hit those marks. You're, you're competing with people who have been doing this and they are good. And I don't mean to discourage anyone. Um, but I just say, be realistic about what you're stepping into.
1: I mean, yeah. Cause I mean, I see like a lot of, you know, up and comers, like, you know, you know they un- i mean they understand like the equipment and whatnot and that's great but you know i think they downplay you know the competitive aspect of it cuz at the end of the day it's like you know if you want to get your name out there you got to you know push harder than what you're doing right now like you know go out there you know send your you know audition for any any and any you know any role you can get your hands on you know, any, or, you know, anything, just like audition for anything, you know, just get your name out there and just work hard. I mean, and I'm like, you know, cause I've seen, I've seen a lot of talented people who are, I'm like, should be, you know, you know, if you just, you know, put it, put in, you know, that extra effort, you know, you would be a lot bigger than you are now, dude.
0: You know, there are so many things that play into this. You could do everything right and you just don't happen to sound ethnic or you don't happen to sound non-ethnic or they... You don't happen to sound 12. You do a great kid, but they need a real kid. And sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with you personally. All you can do is know what the industry is and know that you might have to do something else too. There may be times when you don't book enough gigs so you need to have another source of income on the side. Um, And and that the real good jobs that are going to provide you with a career – are gonna be union jobs that are delegated through agencies. And if we all really supported that system, that's gonna be where you're gonna make you know, residual income, where you're going to be able to make a career for yourself. And that's a competitive world. Um, so you have to be ready for that competition, be able to audition and stay frosty and work at home and be improvisational, and all the things that that requires and not get beat down when you don't get it. Uh, Don't take it too personally. Just keep working on it. Always keep reviewing your work. Keep an open, open line to your agents and really be, you know, continue to work on your craft. Um, and don't ever get to a point where you're not willing to do that, I guess. Uh, and understand that it's, it's isolating. It's you alone. uh, Um, those things have to fit your personality. Um, so there's a lot of, moving parts to that and it's okay to say hey i I don't like that aspect i like to be out and around people all the time um and this specifically now because of the pandemic this is becoming ever more isolating because you know you used to get out and go to the gym or or get out and go to uh your sessions well that's that's not happening now (laughs) so not only are you auditioning alone you're doing your gig at home alone and you're doing your work out there too well, you can go running, ride your bike or whatever, you know, everybody's got a different thing they do, but there's definitely that social distancing aspect that's happening right now that is, is sort of, um, putting a, a, a spotlight on that isolation. So you, you know, it's, it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting world. And there is definitely an aspect that you may think is really, uh, glamorous or well that would be so fun to do right and then you get into the work that it takes to make that happen and you might you know you might just might find it uh, maybe that's not as easy as i thought
1: i mean uh, yeah and i mean i've seen like you know because i mean i've talked to other people and, and they said like they're you know they're slowly opening up that uh, you know studios back up and then there's you know i've seen you know ramblings about you know studios may open up back in july I'm kind of like, oh, you know, are we ready to go back at that to that point? No, I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, I think we're poking people are poking their noses out. They're, you know, everyone's trying to figure out how do we make this work and keep everybody safe. Um and there are some good solutions at play, but if we're able to get good print quality audio at home and it's just as good as what we would do elsewhere, um you know, you're gonna miss that interaction and being there with the crew directing you and these kinds of things. That's always gonna be, for me, uh, very missed. Uh, but if you're able to get that delivery at home, it begs to uh, the question begs to be, is that where we're headed? You know, as more and more people work from home effectively, a company may think, well, I don't need a storefront. I don't need office, an expensive office, because my folks are all really working effectively from home. And if that draws the family work balance into a better place overall, it's really sort of opening up a window into, wait a minute, maybe we need to rethink that thing, like what we're doing, right? Um, So I think we're learning some valuable lessons through this, uh, you know, through the lens of this uh, crisis as well. So, yeah, we'll have to see how how it all plays out.
1: I mean, especially like, cause I mean, I, I said this before, where it's like I'm pretty sure like, you know, some studios are gonna realize, oh well, we don't need to 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 you know waste money on you know getting people over to to come together to record ensemble. We can just like get them to record from home now. You know,
0: you know ensemble recordings don't they do still happen. I shouldn't say they don't. They do in, in many circumstances. There can be ensemble recordings and I really like them, especially if you're doing a cinematic and that person is across from you. Um, you know, Andrea is so wonderful. She always likes us to do improv and, and really draw on some interesting improv that touch into the emotion of a scene before sort of recording that scene. And when again, when you're eye to eye with someone, it's definitely different than ear to ear. You know, studio to studio. But if you're a good creative visualizer, you should be able to work with that, whether they're directly across from you or not. And um, yeah, I mean, we we also nobody wants to put a studio out of business. The truth is, it's always lovely to go. Hey, how you guys doing? And you know, studios are so so many of the the really nicer studios. They've always got snacks and just a lovely staff and it's a, it's just a fun experience. Plus you're not trying to do anything. You're not paying attention to levels. You're not worried about your gain. You know, you can just completely in, in, in mesh yourself in the character and the, and what's happening. Um, there are no distractions of, of handling recording. Um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's a tough thing. We're just going to have to see how it plays out.
1: No, I mean, you know, and it, and it makes me sad because, you know, I've talked to tons of people and they say, like, you know, the the those group records are their favorite because they get to meet, you know, interact with people, you know, that, that you know. Well, it,
0: and they, um, they motivate and inspire you. In a group record, you might come up with something you wouldn't normally come up with because you're bouncing off of what this fabulous thing the guy across from you did. And it, it's just such a gift and a delight to be next to your peers who are really wonderful and just coming up with wonderful, amazing stuff. Sometimes that's improv and it sort of lights something up in you. So yeah, I mean, that's priceless, um, but difficult to do and keep everybody safe. I mean, unless everyone's tested before they go in and it's, you know, when someone's very exhalation is basically a potential lethal weapon, you're like, wow, okay, this is ridiculous. It just feels like... I don't know, like I'm living in Groundhog Day. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> oh God, I mean, now, now I have this like terrible, terrible vision of like, you know, someone walking in just like, just the moment they, they, um they, they try to record their lines, like someone like, you know, accidentally breathes on them and they're like, oh, <laughs> get out of Gotta there, get, go. Out, get out of uh, there.
0: It's, it's just so brutal because you just have to hope that the person you know, when someone's exhaled breath is what your real issue is. Masks help tremendously. If everybody would just wear a mask when they're within 10 feet of people, inside or out, yes, outside it's better. But when you're getting within that 10-foot window, I was watching the infectious disease specialist at the University of Minnesota talk about masks, mask science, and the and the interactions and social distancing. That's really the most important thing. It's more important than even the surfaces because those droplets linger in the air like when you see the sun shine through a window and you see dust in the air when we speak they're emitting constantly and they kind of float slowly down it takes time for them to get down there and they can't wait to find something just like you and i want to live so do they so they can't wait to find something to attach to and be like eh, this is where i get to live now um and so our distance from one another and wearing masks to protect those around you from the potentiality of being infected by you um, is really, if we could all just sign on to that. I know it sucks, but we're only going to need to do this for like the next year and a half. And that might seem like a long time, but it really isn't in the in sort of the spectrum of your life. For the next year and a half, we're going to have to wear these masks when we get into areas of people. And we're just going to have to. And it is going to help. It won't be the perfect answer but it will greatly diminish your chances of exposing others to your droplets and or coming in contact with theirs. So let's just do that. Let's just wash our hands, use our disinfectant, be cognizant of others, be kind to each other. And 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 even if you think this is crazy, whatever, just listen. Just be a decent human being, right, and respect the fact that somebody just asked you to do that. There could be people in a store that have asthma. You don't know. And they don't know you, so you may think I'm not sick, and I may know I'm not sick, but I'm just going to be a decent human being, and I'm going to wear that mask for everyone around me because I need them to know that I'm I'm willing to put in the effort that it takes to be good to my fellow man. And I just think we need to stay on that on that you know on that train.
1: And um, what 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 would you say is the most challenging thing about being the voice of Sylvanas?
0: You know, that's right turn, left turn. <laughs> and we go down, let's go down this street. We could talk about pandemics till we turn blue in the <laughs> Yeah, face. I
1: know, because I don't want to. Back <laughs> on the
0: game, damn it. <laughs> yeah. um, what would I say is the most challenging thing? Um, look, I love playing her. She has a piece of me in her. Um, but I'd say the toughest thing, um, challenging, maybe not wanting to disappoint writers, producers, or fans. You know, wanting to rise to what is needed to make that. A magical experience for for game players and people watching cinematics for them to really be enmeshed in 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 the realness of that emotional sort of uh, journey that we're on together Uh, I would not want to disappoint people you know you always want to rise to the the best you can and there's always that thought that is that good enough you know
1: uh, uh, no one no one in Warcraft says yee haw. <laughs> what, are, what are they trying to pull here?
0: <laughs> why? Where, where are you seeing yee haw?
1: No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, I'm just using an example of, like, oh, so and so would never say that. I'm completely oh, yeah. <laughs> immersed. <laughs>
0: yeah. What? Okay. They might as a joke.
1: Who knows? <laughs> and um, if you could have any role in any existing franchise, what would it be and why?
0: Oh my gosh, there are so many, right? Um, well, I would have loved to have been in Game of Thrones. I'm a huge fan. Star Wars is wonderful. The Marvel, the whole Marvel universe, Harry Potter. There's also some really great comedy roles. Um, like, here, here's a little a rundown. Oh my God, uh, I would just love us all to love each other. I mean, like, could we just love each other? What are you saying? I think a swift kick in the backside would be ideal. Now, Maud, settle that down. Mom! Stacy's in my room again! I am not. You're such a tattletale. Children, I'm trying to take my bubble bath. Please, now, just... The person that needs that bubble bath is your grandma here. But, but I'll make some uh, uh, cookies for everyone to pass the time. Oh... I am here for the children's lessons. Where would you like me to sit? Oh, for the love of Peter, Mary, and Joseph. I think you have the wrong address. Yep, you sure do. Skedaddle on out of here. Any one of those people could find a life somewhere, right?
1: That is amazing. In in the entire history of this show, I have ne- I have never heard anyone like do do an entire bit that long. <laughs> That's
0: a whole bit, yeah. Like uh, oh, for the love of Peter, Mary, and Joseph, what are you saying? We're gonna all have to get together. Let me make you something, something sweet to just uh, keep you on the happy train. There's so many things we could do. Yeah, man, what are you talking about? There are so many things we could do.
1: So, yeah, I'll
0: take anything. <laughs> Not anything, anything, but you know what I'm saying.
1: I mean, yeah. I mean, isn't that like every actor's dream is just like just work on all the big franchises, all of them, <laughs> all of them. Yeah,
0: but well, there's also, look, uh, Captain Underpants was wonderful. I did that. What a, I mean, I, I wish we could have kept going. Um, just a blast to be involved with the creative on that you know, such minds that come up with this stuff. It's just so fun. But yeah, I mean, we all have our favorites, you know, the things that we love to watch. And I'm, I like so many things, but I am, I'm a sci-fi action adventure junkie, probably. You know, I like that period. I really liked, um, this new, uh, there's a new series out, uh, Give me a second. I'm going to remember it because I just watched it, and it's a shame that it has now left my mind. Utred Ragnarsson, uh, The Last Kingdom. Maybe that's it. Utred Ragnarsson. That that show was good. They did a good job with that.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. You know, I mean, you don't see a lot of uh, fantasy shows these days. You know, especially now that you know Game of Thrones has ended.
0: Yeah, listen, The Last Kingdom. I think it's The Last Kingdom. Was killer. I mean there's a lot of violence it's sort of about the formation of England but uh the guy who plays Utra Dragneson does a great job as do all the ancillary characters and it does have sort of a period it's a period um sort of episodic as well and so I I tend to like that stuff
1: I god I I really wish like now you know more you know we would get more you know serious adult animation like that you know just like a, a, an animated mini series or something like that you know just just go go that route. I don't know why they're...
0: You know, there's some that are still, that are out there that are more adult humor, Um, you know, that have real life, King of the Hill-esque comedy, but real. You're, you're probably thinking more just real. Like, yeah. not in a comedy genre, more in a drama genre.
1: I mean, because, I mean, you know, because uh, all the adult shows I've watched are, are always like, you know, it's always comedy. It's always, like, comedy, 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 and I'm like, I kind of want to see more serious stuff. I mean, like, because mm-hmm. they did, um, I mean, because, you know, DC, you know, DC, you know, you know, DC has their, you know, did their whole, like, animated universe, and that, that was pretty, you know, you know, hit and miss. But I, I like the idea behind that, and that it's, like, a serious, you know, <laughs> a serious thing aimed at adults, you know? Mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah. Well.
0: From your lips to God's ears. I know they're out there, especially right now.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying I want a little bit more variety and not just, hey, it's just another family guy. And I'm like, oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, again, with all the stuff that's going on now with live, um, you know, filming being having its challenges with getting real, you know, actors back together uh, in close quarters, et cetera. um, Maybe we will see some more of that avatar was
1: cool yeah you know who knows i mean because i mean they 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 said like they're gonna resume filming soon so you know good good luck to them you know i hope they they follow the, the mandated precautions that the studio sets and and everyone stays safe and you know maybe we can you know just get this industry rolling again because there are a lot mm-hmm. of because there are a lot of live action actors that have been just sitting at home with no work for the past four yeah. months. yeah oh now. and it,
0: it... Right. And in the industry, you're talking about craft service, camera operators, photographers, Mm -hmm. makeup artists, hair people. I mean, it just goes on and on. The tech, the sound supervision, the associate and assistant directors. There's just, it's such a huge, you know, you watch a movie and you see that list of people that goes down. Just like in a video game, you see that list of all of the people that are involved in making a cinematic and you're thinking, oh my God, it's, it's literally a village of people. So yeah. Oh, man. We, I, we definitely I, want it to get back together. Oh, we want it to get back I, together.
1: I, I remember seeing, like, behind the scenes, because they did, like, a behind the scenes uh, BlizzCon at, at the Cinematics, and I'm just amazed at the amount of work that that, that it took just to render one guy in Moke. You,
0: know you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. It, it's crazy. It, it is just, and imagine the music, the art, the graphics, the character design, the, uh, the amount design, the, I mean, the, you know, pet design, the, the achievements that, I mean, it's just an endless, and then all the technical aspects and programming, the guys in there making all that stuff work every day for millions of people independently. And then together as a team, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. I can't believe it doesn't crash like every five minutes. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm so patient because if it doesn't, if I get lag or something, I'm like, yeah, what do you expect? Oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe this thing is working this great.
1: Oh um, uh, man, no. With me, it's like if I'm playing a, an online video game and I'm not experiencing lag, I'm like, okay, what's the what's the deal here? Something's wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. And and finally, um, can you give us like um, you know, an update on what you're currently working on, if you know. NDA you know stuff that's not under you know if you can <laughs> get you alarm. know
0: s- yeah, sadly I can't it's such a crazy thing I mean of course the, the Warcraft expansion is happening and then I've got um, a couple other projects an anim- a new animated series I'm working on and then two other things but yeah you, you can't talk about any of it that's sometimes even operating under like an alternative name until you're you know it's like what is this show again what is it called um, so yeah, you can't really talk about it, but, uh, as soon as it comes out, I always try to, you know, get on my, uh, Facebook or my website and make a little post of some kind on Twitter and just say, Hey, you guys check out ABCD and E. Um, but there's so many little tiny jobs that happen sort of in the, in the offshoots that, that, uh, don't get the, you know, the attention that something bigger does. So, yeah.
1: So as always like wait a year from now when you're in something big and someone rediscovers this this podcast and gets really angry <laughs> we didn't discuss that that big thing
0: Yeah we can't though really they they'll be grateful there's you just can't you can't discuss stuff
1: yeah, and this I, is I mean, a
0: busy yeah, it's it's crazy and you can't discuss it for a couple of years maybe sometimes.
1: Oh man, like the the people I've had on here who have been in like major stuff this year the, you know this year, you know, just boggles my mind. I'm like, "Oh man, I actually talked to that person and I had no idea they were in this. They were working on this." And I'm like, "Oh yeah. man." Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's okay, you know. It's not you. You couldn't possibly know, you know, because they they've already given their word that they will not talk about the project in any kind of way.
1: I know, and and I just and I just love that that idea of like people finding those old old episodes that that we've done and just being disappointed that we never talk about those subjects. And I'm like, guys, it was recorded like a year before then the, they finished. Well, how
0: come you guys didn't talk about this? You're like, did you look at the date? That was last year.
1: Yeah, we're anyway. talking
0: about a pandemic and now we're all healed. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why Back I, Then
0: we were talking about a pandemic. Now we've got this great new drug. We all take it blocks the virus and we're all saved.
1: Uh, no, I mean, that, that's the, that's the thing. It's like, you know, because because I mean, you know, just b- before we you know, I'll let you go, I just want to point out that no worries. No, just 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 be- I want to point this out like real quick. Um for anyone who's like, you know, concerned about like the last couple of episodes, I've been bringing up this whole pandemic thing. It's like one, it's impossible not to cuz it's changed the VO industry, you know, how how things operate. And two, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to date this cuz, you know, we are we are going to this is going to be a period in time where we are going to look back on it, you know, whether you like it or not, we are going to look back on it. <laughs>
0: well, yeah. I mean, listen, this is a huge thing that has happened to us all and in there's been other things like this that have hit like the flu of 1918 in the United States or other uh, viruses and things that have happened internationally in other places but this is a worldwide happening and it's really uh, we've never in in modern time I don't think that we've seen something that has had this profound an effect on so many people and so broad-reaching so uh, it's it's a lesson for us all um and we're going to get better. We're going to get smarter. We are going to get through this. And, uh, you know, we're going to have this. Mankind is going to move forward. But, yeah, it, it's uh it's going to be with us probably forever. It, you know, um, because we'll, even if we find a treatment, we'll be talking about the flu shot. And this year we got a new flu shot because it's mutated a little. Or, you know, folks that are dealing with uh, HIV, they could now take PrEP there was a time when there was no prep or there was no sort of cocktail that a person could take. And it was considered, you know, a seriously life-threatening situation. Um, so the, the advancements have taken it to a place where it's, you know, people feel like it's been not eradicated, certainly. But, you know what I mean, It's it's been um, rendered uh, livable uh, and arguably curable. So, yeah, I mean... It's a big lesson for us all, and uh, it's gonna go with us. So I don't know that we'll be dating it, we'll be like, you know, dating it as in time. As in, they'll be like, oh my, unless someone listens to this in like ten years, you're like, oh my gosh, back then they were talking about the pandemic. I'm like, yeah, well, now we just go get, the, now we just walk into that light therapy and it's gone.
1: It reminds me of that Simpsons joke where, you know, Homer's on the phone and and he's talking to Mr. Smithers and he's like, I can't come to work today, Mr. Smithers. I have smallpox. Well, it wasn't (laughs) wiped out in my house.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. And, you know, for the listener, hopefully they're not getting too exhausted, too, because, I mean, I know, just like I had mentioned earlier about people getting sort of like pandemic exhaustion, Um When things happen like this, it it almost becomes like you're just looking for that light, that happy show, that thing that takes you into your comfort zone um, in a place where you can enjoy and not be so concerned about literally everything. Um, And we all end up feeling like that at some degree. So uh, I get it. Uh, But it is a little bit difficult not to address when it's such a big part of everyday existence. And it certainly affected our industry hugely.
1: Yep. You know, like I said before, I listened to two to interviews I've done last year in 2018, and it sounds so goddamn surreal now, <laughs> people talking mm. about, you know, group recordings, you know, going into the studio, recording their lines and leaving. And I'm like, oh, man, <laughs> it feels like forever ago.
0: Uh, listen, it was just yesterday, and it will be again.
1: Yep. And we're, with- we're just going to
0: put that light and love energy out there. We're just going to like, it just push that love energy, that healing energy at everything we see. We're going to do our part, you know? Uh, we're going to keep our eyes on Allah, but tie our camel. Why isn't that? A, there's a saying that says that, but it's something like that. So you do your part, you know? You keep your eyes on the light, on the love, on, you know, but you tie your camel.
1: And 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 with that said, thank you so much for taking the time off to come on here and, and chat about <laughs> pandemics and whatever yeah. and everything.
0: <laughs> oh, it is a delight to be part of this. I want to thank you for even having me here. I mean, a shout-out to anybody who might be listening, all of your fans who are fans of the game. Thank you so much for loving every aspect of it. Alliance, Horde, it doesn't matter where you are in that world, um, you are greatly loved for, for just being part of the franchise and whether you love Sylvanas or you hate her, it's, you know, it's all good. Um, the fact that you participate in the game is a huge plus, And I reap the benefits of your passion and love. Um, cosplayers, everybody who's involved, it's, it's uh, you know, thank you.
1: And, and as always, if you ever want to come back on, you know, you know where to find me.
0: <laughs> Are you kidding? We know. Now we got your number. We got you. You. We got you.
1: You. All right. Thanks. All right, honey.
0: Hey, thank you so much again for having me. If anybody wants to check out any of my work, um, I tend to update, you know, cinematics. And I have this little uh, daily thought of daily dose of inspiration um, on my website, uh, which is com, And that's P-A-T-T-Y-M-A-T-T-S-O-N.com. And my records are there. Um, They lead to all my social links. So, you, you know, it's easy to find there.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Have a great one, honey. Until next time.